0: You are listening to the True to Life interview series where we talk to people about how they lived true to life. Hey, this is Matt with True to Life Radio. It is February 9th, Sunday. Um, I'm sitting with Bettina Sluzer um, from Nuco, and this is a leadership company. Um, how's it going, Bettina?
1: great matt how are you doing
0: really good thank you so much for sitting down with me today i'm uh, really excited to be able to talk to you um because i think you have a great story and uh Thanks. gosh i've known you for how long have i known you how long a have known really
1: her? long time i don't think we should talk about that because it makes us both seem <laughs> old <men. laughs>
0: i was uh, not wise when i first met you i think i think that's the best <laughs> way of of describing it <laughs> um so you know we go back fitness wise for a while um, right. and, and we've definitely been through a lot with, what does it mean for you to to live healthy and, and to live kind of true to your life?
1: Well, I think that the, the way I have to answer that question now is from the perspective of my age, which if you saw me, I know this is not visual, but if you saw me, you would never believe that I'm 50, but I am. And th- what that's done is um, kind of given me a different focus than I think I had previously because now it's really about the number of truly healthy physical years that I have in front of me are probably fewer than the ones that I have behind me. And I've always been a really super athletic person. I've had a lot of injuries. And so for me now, it's really about how do I – Keep all the pieces balanced so that um, I can be functional and enjoy my life mm-hmm. for as long as possible. So that when, that encompasses not just physical fitness, but also mental and spiritual mm-hmm. fitness, emotional fitness, and um, nutritional, I guess, fitness, because... Mm-hmm what I eat has a direct impact on what happens with the rest of me.
0: So does that help? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think you make some really good points in there. Um, you know, it, it's not just about exercise. And this is what, uh, one of the things I've learned from you over the years, um, as, as you know, it's kind of, we've worked on this, your evolve, evolving fitness world together for a bit. Um, mm-hmm. It's not always just been about the time in the gym. Um, right. And the things that you emphasize in your life, you know, go further than some of the physical stuff. Can you maybe talk a little bit about how you kind of hone in and just <laughs> mentally stay sound? <laughs> as sound well, yeah, as possible, I mean, mental, mental,
1: mental fitness, I actually think is in, in the times that we live in, you know, is probably one of the most difficult to maintain because there's this the, – the pace – either the real pace or our perceived pace mm-hmm. is so crazy. And when I say perceived pace, it's just a phenomenon that I've really been noticing lately in myself and in other people, which is this, and actually it's not just me. I've heard of, it's the fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. So this idea that when you're not hooked in, in some way, when you're not connected, that there's stuff going on and you're missing it. Mm-hmm. And when you're in my age, that that's less about like, oh, there's some cool video, or oh, you know, all my friends are doing something, I don't know about it, and it's more about the fear of the inbox, you know? <laughs> right. that, like, how much stuff is piling up that I'm going to have to deal with in one way, shape, or form or another? Um, and I have children, and I have dogs, and I have a husband, so there's also all of their stuff, which which kind of comes in like I'm the center point. So, for me, mental fitness has to do with um having those elements that enable me to continuously rebalance. Mm. Um just like we do in the gym. I mean, one of my favorite parts about physical fitness with Matt, with you, was always that um we used you had the same building blocks in terms of the body, but you changed up what was being what you were doing with those building blocks in order to keep the body constantly um tuned in to the, to, to stay nimble. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, you're going to work on your biceps, but you're not going to do the same thing week after week. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, that's, I, I, have, I have building blocks in my mental fitness as well. So there's, there's, um, meditation, which people get all freaked out about. But for me, it's really just trying to, uh, sit quietly for 10 minutes a day. Not a big deal. Um, I have to get up early to do that. That's part of it. And make that commitment and make that decision every day when the alarm goes off at 5 a.m. that, yep, I'm going to get up and do a little writing in my journal, and then I'm going to sit quietly for 10 minutes. Um, And I find that if I don't do that, within a couple of days, I start to go off the rails. Mm. Um, the The other piece is cardiovascular exercise for me. Helps my mental fitness. Um, there's something about, I'm sure that, you know, you, you have many degrees behind your name that you know scientifically, but I know experientially that there's some sort of, um, chemical thing that happens with my body when I exercise that clears things out, that brings up my energy level, that allows me to see things more clearly that, and all that stuff goes away if I don't exercise. So I have to have the quiet time. I have to have the exercise time. Um, I have also a spiritual practice that I'm engaged in, you know, four or five days a week that, um, where I'm, I'm with a group. And there's, um, discussion about kind of thematically common issues that we all face in our lives and how to function in a way that you don't get knocked down every time there's a problem that you kind of are like a, a reed in the wind, flexible, um, you, you can adjust and, um, and you can keep you can kind of reset and you can keep going because the the other the other piece that that has really changed for me i would say in the past 10 years in terms of all of this is that i don't think that there's like one way of doing things or one if i could only figure out how to get my schedule the the right way everything would be smooth it just doesn't work that way you know so There's always going to be a kid who got sick. There's always going to be the plane that got canceled because we got four feet of snow or, you know, the dog that threw up on the floor or your computer blowing up right before a major meeting. That stuff always happens. So the trick is uh, from a physical and mental and emotional standpoint, how do I keep my seat in the middle of all that Mm -hmm. craziness? Um, And so eating well. And for me, eating well is less about, like, dieting and really more about I, – I try and avoid processed food. I try and eat fresh food. Um, I We cook a lot at home. That's a pretty key part for me. Um, and when we don't cook, we try and find things like – I just found this new this new line. It's new to me. Tabachnik, which makes just great like frozen vegetarian chili and frozen black bean soup and fast, easy, delicious, not processed. Mm -hmm. And if I'm putting that kind of good fuel into my body, then I see the benefits on the other side. So I hope that was a little rambly, but I hope that answered
0: your question. Absolutely. You know, no, thematically, um, I I got a lot of things out of that, especially just, just kind of thinking and knowing who you are, but you know, I I know you make time for this stuff. Um, I know that you get, you're constantly being pulled in a bunch of different directions aside from being a mother, a wife and a care of dogs <laughs> multiple. <laughs> um, I know you're also an entrepreneur too. So, you know, I know that your days can get pretty hectic and you get pulled in a lot of different directions and I, and I've seen you make time for this, um, no matter what's going on. Cause you, I think, I think you recognize that If the main person isn't working, the other stuff isn't going to work either.
1: Right. I mean, we have a a saying that some people are like, oh, yeah, I heard that one a million times. And other people go, oh, wow. Um, You have to put your own oxygen mask on first or everybody stops breathing. And it's true. When you really get down to it, it's a cliche for a reason. Because if I'm not balanced, then everything falls apart.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: My business doesn't move forward the dogs pee on the floor, the kids act out, my husband gets grumpy, you know, it's just nothing works. So um, and I, you know, I gain weight and I'm depressed. And, you know, let's just keep adding until it gets interesting. (laughs) So I do make time for it. And I think it's 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 hard earned to know that that's something I have to do. I have to make time in order to have time, use time in order to have time. Does that
0: make sense? That's awesome. No, absolutely. It's, and it's and, you know, it's, it's something that I, I share with a lot of people often um, because, you know, for every person that tells me they're too busy, I know right. somebody like you that still is making time. Um, right. And, you know, it's, it's, maybe it's not always that spin class or that yoga class, but it is. It's just 10 minutes in the morning, right? It's, uh, right. it's giving, well, making sure that yeah. you're getting some food that's actually fueling your body versus, something that you're not going to feel so good about later on.
1: Right. right. Like, I mean, I, and, and to me, and I don't know if it's just that my tolerance has gone down for bad stuff, but honestly, if I don't have, you know, my piece of Ezekiel bread toast with, with peanut butter on it for breakfast in the morning or, or the equivalent of that, I'm going to feel like crap. Mm. I'm not going (laughs) to, you know, I get cranky. I am short tempered. I can't think clearly, mm-hmm. all of those things. And, and you know, to me, again, it goes back to the mental part, too, where people say, oh, my gosh, I'm so busy, and they start trying to stay up more hours or, you know, work harder. And And there's just so much science now that supports the idea that that just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, that we can really only focus on anything, focus for 90 minutes at a time. And if you're trying to do anything, whether it's write a term paper or, you know, do your marketing brochure or... Um, do the photo album for your family. You can't do it for longer than 90 minutes before the time that you're spending starts. You, it's the law of diminishing returns. Right. You're doing it still. You're physically doing whatever, but you're getting, getting less and less actually done
0: mm-hmm. the
1: longer you sit there. So I just, I, I think it's, it's sort of, for me, it's become just necessity.
0: Yeah. sounds like it. Um, and I know that, that it is for you. Um, You know, it's it's it is always funny to me that the first thing people try to do to make up for time is take out of their sleep, Um, take it out of their sleep, Um, and either going to bed later or or waking up earlier um, than they than they should or need to. Um, Right, right. Like I get up
1: early because that to me mentally I get that whole feeling of the fear of missing out is not there because I figure at five a.m. there are not a lot of people who are trying to get a hold of me which is awesome mentally, but I go to bed. I mean, I'm in bed. It's embarrassing to say out loud, but I'm in bed at nine thirty at night. Yeah. You know, I read for a little bit and I go to sleep. Yeah. Cause I got to get eight hours. That's, that's the other piece that
0: I, I, I mean, just... do you guys even have a television in your bedroom. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, it's no. all down. Yeah. It's all like, down. we've
1: straight. got one TV in the house now, you know, screen time has changed in our lifetime because mm. of, um, iPads and computers and everything else, but we have one TV. It's got doors that shut over it and going to bed for me. And this is something we do with our children is reading you read. And there, again, there's, there's a lot of, it's not just, Oh, mom knows best. There's a lot of science that shows that what happens with your brain function when you're reading and what happens when you're watching images that come rapidly at you Mm -hmm. are different. I mean, you also shouldn't read a magazine, by the way, you should read an article or you should read flipping through a magazine has the same mental effect that watching TV does, which is not restful.
0: Yeah. Your, your brain takes it as being really, really busy. Versus...
1: It's busy. Your brain is getting busy instead of going to sleep, which is what you're actually trying to get ready to do.
0: So uh, that maybe that iPad at, at late at night or kind of. Binge reading magazines. Um, It's not the relaxing event that some people uh, think it is. Oh,
1: no, it's not. I mean, it's, and I, you know, you can, I can say it and you can say it or whatever, but Mm. don't, you know, Google it. It's true. It's not good for your brain. Done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Boom. And it's something else that you mentioned too. You you know, you you touched on a little bit about your kids and reading to them at at night. Um, How does that, especially speaking from a mom, um, you know, mm-hmm. I hear this a lot. I hear that, that story where, you know, Oh, you, my kids won't eat that. Or yeah. I, I have to give them what I have, a, I have a picky eater in the family and they'll mm-hmm. only eat these chicken nuggets. Um, right. you know, as a, as a mom, how does, cause I, health and fitness doesn't take place in a bubble. You no. Know, and you're
1: modeling your behavior right. for your kids. So, so how does
0: that, how does that pass down to your children?
1: I think, mm-hmm. I think that they do what they see you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, at a, at a very basic level. And that's, you know, kids are wired. They, they arrive in the world as fully formed human beings with their own personalities. And you're really just, um, you know, working on the margins, mm-hmm. but instilling good values and good habits is, is not that. Instilling good habits and good values is your job as a parent frankly and they do what they see you do and I can, I can see it with my daughter who's really fast twitch and she's a little bit of a nut job but when I, I we have 2 we're I have recording two songs.
0: This. we're recording I know, this you <laughs> <laughs> may hear this later on it will come
1: back to, to haunt me but when she uh, when I we read and then I have two songs that she likes me to sing one of two songs before cool. she goes to sleep and her response is Pavlovian oh. she starts to yawn as soon as I start singing the songs mm-hmm. it's like giving her you know ambient or something she just it's it's what gets her to sleep it's awesome um and and establishing that kind of a routine is just a healthier thing and i see so i that's the other i mean to flip it around that's the other thing i see reflected in my kids is if we if they stay up past their bedtime which is pretty much geared to the fact that they need 11 hours of sleep a night we all pay for it Mm, big time We pay sense. for it. And you know, my sister at one point said kids are kids are just like grown ups. They they've just they're bad our bad behavior, you know, outwardly has been socialized out of us. Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna stand on the street corner and burst into tears when it takes too long to find a place for brunch. Yeah. But a ten year old will if they haven't had enough sleep, you know. <laughs> We'll do it in other ways. We'll eat that donut that we didn't want to eat or we'll snap at our spouse or we'll, you know, um, end up doing some goofy reading a stupid magazine instead of doing the thank you notes that we need, know we needed to do or whatever. We will we take it out in other ways. They're more obvious about it. Yeah. But it's the same thing. Absolutely. So, and picky eaters are hard. I mean, my like that same kid, she's a picky eater, but we there are there's a range of foods that she likes. Most of them are not cooked, like cucumbers and yogurt, and those are always available. So that's kind of the way we go with it is like, you know what? You don't like what I'm serving? Help yourself in the refrigerator to to the good good things that are available.
0: Nice. That's yeah, that's that's great. I mean, it, it blows my mind because I it, I know that these parents are the ones doing the shopping and I know the parents are the ones paying for the paying for this stuff. Yet they're convinced that they're at the mercy of their kids. And, you know, I've, I've seen that that terrible two tantrum breakdown. I, I, it's I have hard. experience of what that looks like. Um,
1: it is hard to do the right thing, Matt. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot yeah, easier but. just to give them the dinosaur shaped chicken nuggets and call it a day because you're tired too. Shoot. We're all I mean, most families now have two parents working. Yeah. We're exhausted. We are getting all that information overload as every same as everybody else, and it's easier just to give your kid the iPad, sit him down with some chicken nuggets mm-hmm. and be done. Yeah. But it's not it, to me I I I sound holier than thou and that's not my intention, no, but no, no. I feel like that that we kind of sign a contract when we decide to have kids Mm -hmm. with them. They don't know it, but we sign a contract that says like, your life is now actually kind of more important than my life in certain regards, your dreams, supporting your, your growth and doing the hard stuff that comes before, you know, what makes mommy feel good on Sunday morning. Mm.
0: And speaking of like, How does it balance out with your husband? I mean, you know, I know Dan's a, (laughs) he's a fitness guy too. I mean, he, we (laughs) take turns. So, I mean, how does that end up balancing out?
1: Well, that's, we, we have really different schedules. And so we've always just, he's, he, um, he works out at the end of the day. I work out usually at the beginning of the day, um, on the weekends, Uh, as I said, I do this spiritual practice and then I work out, I come home and then he goes, you know, so that's kind of how we do it. It's not ideal. We miss, we used to run together and now I can't run anymore. Uh And I really miss the interaction that you have with another human when you are moving together because there's something and we could go for a long walk, but honestly, we don't have time.
0: Yeah. So there's a give and take there. Yeah, we feel like we have to take the dogs,
1: and then it's not a then (laughs) that that becomes the focus. And so, you know, there's work to be done there. I I um, I definitely and and we have we have physical activity throughout our weekend Mm -hmm. as well. The kids have different sports, um, and Dan's really involved in in helping them with their skill development.
0: Okay. So there, he's, he's, he's a very supportive guy and I, and I know you guys, you guys, yeah. you guys support each other, um, in this arena, um, of just, of just being healthy and understanding that your, your kids are being brought up in this healthy household. Um, I know that right. you need to have that support there. I mean, it, you know, spouses can be some of the most sabotaging influences in people's lives when it comes to, to living healthy. Um, yeah. you know, it's, I've, I've, I've had to work with people through those scenarios where they're making a dinner. It's great yet. Somebody else in the in the household are ordering pizza because they're just not yeah not no, no. bringing ho- home su- burgers or right. you know.
1: we're super lucky because we're we're on this we're totally on the same page with that i mean i I actually threw down early on when um PDAs came into play to say there will be no electronic devices at our dinner table mm. period the end like which did not seem like a big leap to me. But increasingly, it seems like that that is some huge deal, like Madonna not letting her kids watch TV or something, you know, saying, I'm sorry, you can't be on – you can't be texting someone while we're eating dinner as a family. That's not okay. Yeah. Um, and he's a, he works in uh, the financial services market, so there's market news coming in, mm-hmm. and he wants to check. Right. So we, we had a little battle about that. I said, you know what, if you really need to check, get up from the table. And go
0: look someplace else. I mean, the reality of it is, is, you know, when the person is dividing their time, something's going to get missed. Um, they're not being present. Right. Um, well, even, and also there's it's, that. It's, it's like right there in front of you and it's a really small device. It takes you out of the picture. Um, it it's that modeling
1: thing, too. Yeah. Like you're going to say, I'm going to say no devices except daddy because what he's doing is far more important than what you would have. And listen, there are definitely rules where you can say, like, mommy can have a glass of wine because it's what grown ups do, and you can't because you're not a grown up. So you can draw those boundaries. But I think with something like technology, where it's so insidious and can so easily become something that's just ever present, mm-hmm. you've got to draw really clear lines and stick to them.
0: Makes sense. So it mm-hmm. sounds like for your guys' lifestyle to work as a family, some planning's involved. Oh, yeah. Um, some planes definitely involved there with just kind of understanding schedules and being able to communicate with the other, other people around you to let them know what's going on. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, it sounds like you, you guys have some basic guidelines set up, just some understandings of, hey, this is what the weekends look like. This is what dinner looks like. This right. is what eating healthy looks like. And, and that modeling piece also sounds like um, it plays a, a really significant role in uh, what's going on. Well, and the
1: hard—the stuff that gets hard is like we've just decided, I decided, and Dan's supporting on it, that that our son, who's 10, needs to start cooking one meal a week Ooh. because he needs to know how to do Well, we've had a couple of babysitters lately, like 20-year-olds, who literally did not know how to make pasta. I
0: know 30-year-olds that know, don't know how to make did pasta. Did not know. <laughs> so they don't know how to boil water. That's what you're telling no, me. No. Didn't,
1: they didn't know how it worked. And Elijah, wow. the sweet little guy, my son, was like, hey... I know you bring the water to a rolling boil. I was like, okay, that's good, Where good did job. Where that? <laughs> yeah. So, but so, so that he's, you know, part of raising a kid to be a good citizen is, is giving them the skills to, yep. to, to, to live their life. Absolutely. So he's now in charge of planning and cooking a meal once a week,
0: which adds to our load immeasurably Mm -hmm. because
1: he's not doing it by himself.
0: You're not not (laughs) just sticking him in the kitchen with a couple of Luginsu knives and just go to work. No. And
1: he's, he's also not that kid, right? He's the kid who's like, is this right? What do you think about this? So it's a process.
0: Questions. Right. But, (laughs) but you know,
1: it's part of my overall philosophy that I've arrived at, which is that experience is the best teacher that we can have. So if you don't experience what it's like to put together together a dinner, you're not going to be able to just watch a video and, and do it. Yeah. Doesn't work Absolutely. that way.
0: Absolutely. No, I, I agree. I, and I know how important that experiential piece is to you. I mean, in fact, I mean, that isn't that part of what new co is kind of about. Like segue into yeah. So your entrepreneurial right. Venture. I
1: put in the plug for my business. Um, we're a leadership company and our, the whole premise is that the way that, that, we work isn't working anymore, that the world has changed pretty radically. Um, you know, when I when I when you look at even just movies from the 80s and they're carrying on those huge things that are that were the cell phone and you think about where we are now. I mean, it's just not that I know it depends on your age, but it's not that long ago. And we have just made huge leaps and bounds and it, it and it's going to continue and it's getting faster. So, you know, the question is, what are you going to do about that? What are you doing differently Mm -hmm. to stay in the flow instead of having to fight for breath all the time? Mm. And so that's what Nuco is really all about is helping. And we've specifically chosen to focus on leaders um, because we think that leaders have a platform from which they can exert a lot of influence on the people around them. And so if we can help a leader – be in a better place, do a better job, create a better culture for their people. We think that that's going to move the world in a better direction. So that's kind of the the underlying is change the impact that business has on the world to one that's a lot more positive and a lot less short term. Um, so experience, to get back to the segue, is kind of the, a fundamental piece of what we do. Um, we don't think that that the best road to change um, and to new skill acquisition is sitting in a conference room or um, watching a webinar. We think that being in a completely different environment without your technology, with a different group of people that can offer you a fresh perspective will kind of blows open the doors of what's possible. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so that's kind of the, we have a whole, way of delivering on that program that involves, uh, being outside, but not scary outside, good outside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and no, then no the deli- other, no the other kind in, uh... <laughs> of,
1: <laughs> we have, we have coaches. Um, it, there's professional coaching as part of the, as part of the program. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, we cr- create this group of people who form a bond and become each other's kind of advisory board, if you will. Uh-huh. And then the final part for us is that, we think change is a process, not an event. So Absolutely. you need to kind of get started and get, get some tools and get a real, you know, um, fundamental and very practical plan of what you're going to do differently in your life. Mm-hmm. Not some, you know, 10 best, 10 10 Things that most effective people do or whatever, it doesn't really work that way. What's going to work for you to get you that space, that quiet time, that ability to get some clarity, the ability to put new um, things into place in your workplace that really help people lead better lives, because really, that's what we've got—is our lives at the end of the day. So once once we've kind of got you going down that, we then have a whole process of follow up and community that keeps you on the path.
0: Nice, that's great, and I mean, I I, I really love the, this concept because I, I just couldn't agree more on how significant it is to have the workplace as being this this next almost bastion of where healthy living needs to focus on. Um, people spend the majority of their weeks of their days in the job. Um, and this, this kind of this trickle down concept of, Hey, let's get the leaders, um, thinking, right. Let's get the leaders prioritizing their health. Um, and let that trickle down to the employees. I mean, that absolutely makes sense because you can't, you really, it's very difficult to have a healthy organization. Um, if the leadership isn't, isn't healthy. Um, and I'm not just talking about, you know, being able to run a triathlon.
1: No, no, it's the the whole three. Um, It's what we just talked about. mm -hmm. And this is one of our philosophies. It's like the micro macro, right? Right. It's, it's, it's as the mom of the family, if I'm not balanced and rested and, um, clear, then bad things happen to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's the same in a business organization. The CEO is the, is this, is the mom of the family. I mean, if there, a lot of guys don't want to hear that, but it's true. You know, a lot about being the leader is being the parent, being the person who, who sets policy, who makes decisions about what the culture is going to look like. Is it going to? Are you going to? Are people going to be frowned upon because they come in late because their kid was sick? You know, or is that going to be supported? Mm-hmm. Are you going to pay people? Um, make it part of their deal that they get an hour a day to go work out. Or are you going to make them try and fit that in into some crevice between when they commute to work and when they commute back home? Because it's not even just that we spend the majority of our time at work anymore. It's also that we have so few hours that are ours anymore.
0: Yes. Yeah. That the idea of work-life balance, um, it's kind of getting eaten up because it's, you know, it's not just that, Oh, my leisure time is when I'm not at work. Um, you're not necessarily relaxing when you get home, when you get home to a house full of kids, when you get home to a, a spouse. Um, so that the concept of leisure time, you know, where does that even happen? So you get a vacation a couple of times a year to, to have that moment. Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it's leading to a lot more burnout at, at earlier. Oh,
1: yeah. Years. 77% um, of Americans are now saying that they're burned out in their work.
0: Or, oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. I'm actually surprised that number is that low. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> no, I completely agree. And, you know, talking, speaking of vacations, that's another, like, to me, that's the low hanging fruit, right? Mm-hmm. It's to say to a, an organization, to the leader of an organization, what if you instituted a policy that people were not allowed to take their technology with them on vacation and check in at the office? I mean, revolutionary,
0: isn't it? And yeah, we used to do that. <laughs>
1: we used to do we that. To, we, did. it, we didn't have I
0: mean, the technology to take with us on vacation. And, and we found,
1: like, found that mm-hmm. scientifically, it, uh, what we now know is that when you take that stuff with you, your, your brain remains in work mode. Yeah. You do not. And your brain is a big old muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, if you worked your bicep continuously past exhaustion, it would fail.
0: Right. Absolutely. It would fail. And the same thing happens with your brain. Mm-hmm. So NuCo creates this environment that supports kind of this very open-minded growth. Um, right. You know, and, and that's the other piece of this, too, that I just think is so important is I think as adults, we, it's so easy to get caught in that rut in our professional lives, and our personal lives. And, you know, it's easy to kind of fall into that mentality that if it ain't broke, I'm not going to fix it. Um, so or people just go on for I'm decades. so
1: fast; I don't have time yeah. to fix it.
0: Yeah, so people just go for decades, like in this kind of autopilot mode. That's just day in and day out. Um, So Nuko, like it sounds like, that kind of give them the space to just say, "Hey, take a second here. Is this? Okay. Are you doing justice to who you are, to what you right. want out of your life?" And the impact so you want to employees? have yeah i mean what do you want it to say on your grave at the end of the day this You're guy worked himself to death <laughs> right is that what you want to, you want to be say? known for um, right or do you, you want know to, yeah. and
1: and do you want to be beloved of your people mm-hmm. because by the way again we have the stats out the wazoo that if people are engaged they're more productive there's a 32.7% higher operating income level in companies where employees are engaged versus companies where they're burned out and they don't want to be there. I mean, that's, that's your bottom line. Even if, even if you don't think it's good for you, for you, how about for your bottom line?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow! So revolutionizing the industries, all of them, right? <laughs> um, that's it's, that's it's, all. It's, it's, it's going to be a big job, and it's, <laughs> it's it's really it's really needed. But uh, you know, it, it is. It's going to be a big. It's going to be. A, it's going to have to take a paradigm shift, um, just in our culture. Right. Uh, for so for that's how we, we almost think of,
1: of Nuco at this point. Is, is 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 it's somewhat of a movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a movement in a direction of a more balanced life to get more.
0: Yeah. Well, we need it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's needed. All right. Um, do you, uh, have anything else to add to kind of wrap things up? Uh, I don't want to take, keep it too much longer, but we're about at the time. Um, okay. Yeah. The any, awesome, any, any closing the only- thoughts?
1: Yeah, the only piece I want to add to the whole thing is, it's going back to that idea of of micro macro where, you know, it's the mom at the center of the family or the leader at the center of the organization. You know, we think of, of the leader as like the rock that you're dropping in the middle of a pool and there are ripples that go out from that. Uh And those ripples can be positive or they can be negative. Like we actually get to decide what that's going to look like. And I think part of the positive ripple effect that, that needs to happen that benefits everyone is it is is if we do more for other people than we do for ourselves so it's sort of like the once you decide to be a parent you got to put the kids needs in front of your own needs mm-hmm. once you decide to be a leader you've got to put the organization's needs in front of your needs and frankly the world's needs
0: mm-hmm.
1: so you have to see it all in a bigger context and you know again we're also lucky because Um, statistics show, research shows that when organizations uh, engage in ways that give people a feeling of meaning and of commitment and of belonging and of value and of giving back, that that has huge benefit to the bottom line.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much um, for sitting down and talking today. I really, really appreciate it. Um, And I'm hoping that, uh, you know, People enjoy listening to you talk about this because I, I just think you come from a pretty amazing background, and I know you have a lot of really wonderful things to you. So, hey, Pat. thank you much. <laughs>